Hello, welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. If you're a new listener, we appreciate you choosing us to listen to. We also appreciate our longtime listeners. Scott and I are a married couple obsessed about movies. Scott is more analytical, while I'm more open-minded. We're unscripted and unfiltered, which means things might get a little wild and crazy. As they tend to do. Yeah, so you better buckle up. But before we dive in, we have some stuff to go over. So if you're anxious and you're just like, oh, I want to get to the movie talk, just skip ahead. Yes. Well, no offense. It will get there. We wanted to wish everyone who celebrates a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, because I was just doing the math. Shelly told me the next time we do an episode, it will be released at the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, we're still going to be in November the next episode. Yep. We have a small family, so it's nothing too extravagant. Yeah. I don't know if the movies have given people outside of the U.S. the thought that maybe, you know, every Christmas is you travel for hours going to every different Christmas that you've got. But ours is pretty small. Yeah, if you do travel and have, like, a huge family, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's very stressful. Yeah, yeah, I can. I grew up here in Missouri, and my parents and their relatives were always pretty close, so it wasn't that crazy. My dad um, did have to travel to Ohio, so every Christmas he said they would open up one present, get in the car, and drive, (laughs) and go to Ohio. But you know what's great if you're traveling? Podcasts. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't listened to our other episodes, just binge, baby. Yeah, we've got quite a few of them up there now. Yeah. And January 1st is coming up. That'll be our second year anniversary of doing this. I can't believe it. I know. Seems longer. <laughs> Seems a lot longer. <laughs> now we enjoy it. it. It is a lot of work to not get paid, but it's it's a good hobby. What else do you have to tell us about? Well, you know, it's also kind of a shopping season, I feel. So if you're looking for a unique gift for yourself or a loved one, check out my Etsy store. Mm -hmm. Uh, The link will be in the show notes. I make macrame items like keychains, plant hangers, wall decor, and hopefully soon I'll have some very cute earrings posted. Mm -hmm. I happen to be obsessed about them. Yeah. Yeah. I see you working on them and you told me last night how much you love them. Yeah. They're, they're lightweight. They're, they're kind of big. They're more like... I wouldn't call them hoop earrings, but they're mm-hmm. probably about that same size. And you re-pierced your ears yeah, yourself myself. to put them on. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when you said that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, just a little, just a little prick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're curious or like, man, I wonder how your lives are going right now. As I know everyone is. Yeah. Uh, let's tell you. Um, yeah, we've been in the process of getting our kitchen done. We're... Pretty much to the finish line. We're getting our countertops installed this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Sunday. And after that, we got to get the backsplash and then we got to get our dishwasher installed. I think the most frustrating thing that happened is our brand new furnace decided to die. Yes. And not only just randomly, but on Halloween. Yeah, and it was actually very cold here in Missouri. Yeah, it got down that night, was in the teens. I thought it was even lower. It was cold, yeah. It was definitely cold. But And what really sucked about it is they came out, of course, you know, right away, thankfully. And I was like, ah, oh, what this something easy, brand new furnace. And he was like, oh, it's some switches that prevent it from overheating. It thinks that it's overheating, so it's like cooling it when mm. it's not. Yeah. And he's like, I'll see if I have to order them. You know, hopefully we have them in stock and I'll come back. I'll put them in right now. So he was like, well, I'm sorry I have to order them and they'll be here Thursday or Friday. Hopefully Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then just peace out. Yeah. Good luck with the weather. See you later. Yeah. And we're like, well, at least we have one. Oh, what did I call them? Space it's, heaters or whatever. It's it's a little bit heavier duty than mm-hmm. um, space heaters. They're like, like big wooden heaters. I know what you're talking about. Hopefully yeah. people else. I don't know what the name of them are. Sure. But yeah. my, I told my parents, I was like, can you believe this shit? And they were like, hey, we've got one of those that we never use. Here, can you, you can borrow it. Yeah, in fact, the one that we do have, they gave to us. Yeah, and that had stopped working before, but Shelly looked up on how to fix it. And I fixed it. Yeah. Fix that. Th- thankfully, because we needed it. Yeah. So I called them Thursday, like, hey, where's the parts? They're like, oh, it's going to be here Friday. 
So I was like, great, okay. Well, it's going to be in the 60s this weekend, so I guess we're not needing it anyway. But So I called them Friday a few times, and finally, at the pretty much in the late afternoon, they were like, oh, it's here, um, and he's going to be here to install it on Monday. And I was like, no. Yeah, like, and I've never heard you be so assertive. I was so pissed off. So the lady was very nice at first. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It looks like we're going to be out on Monday if that works. And I was like, we need this today. The principle of the thing, you know, we didn't need it, but we needed it. It was a brand new furnace. I know. And she's like, I'm just, we're overbooked today as it is. And I'm like, I went off and I didn't let her speak for a few minutes, but I was basically just like, look, this is a new furnace. You said you'd be here as soon as you could when you got it in. I didn't know I had to make an appointment in order for him to come back out. Otherwise, I would have done that today. So it's got to work. She's like, mm, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, yes. And I just went off again. And eventually mm -hmm. she's like, I'll book it. And yeah. it's like she completely dropped her, her act. Yeah, you, you you didn't raise your voice. You're very somewhat calm. You're just very stern. And I wish that that is not a turn on for me. That mm -hmm. actually causes me great anxiety. Yeah. So I was all like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm glad he's doing this and not me. Well, <laughs> it was so funny. I was talking to the guy working on our kitchen afterwards and because we got our appliances delivered that day too if i remember right yeah it was a, yeah. so much <clears throat> been a hell of a couple of weeks but i was like oh because eventually she's like i'll book it she's like i'll call you when he's on his way or she said i'll call you and i was like okay if i don't hear from you i will call you back and she hung up so i called back and got someone completely different like a couple of hours later and they're like oh yeah he's about there he's probably gonna call you in just a second thanks for calling I know. So I was talking to the guy who was doing the kitchen, and I was like, yeah, the guys are coming out to fix the ace, the heater, the furnace. And he's like, yeah, I heard you on the phone earlier. <laughs> when uh, we say we have a small house, we have a very small house. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I hate to be that way. And I was like, it, it's just the principle of it. And he's like, no, I get it. He's like, I've had people say that it's a good business, but he told me of a time when they and they kind of screwed over a customer he was working on a house for. Man. But he was like, they normally have good business. He's like, but it is kind of crazy, you know. But I was like, right? And I hopefully he wasn't like, God, if I fuck the kitchen up, he's going to fucking go off on me. Well, you would think that they would do it right then. Yeah, we found a little minor things here and there that yeah. need to be fixed with the kitchen. Which, I mean, I, I know that probably sounds pretty shitty. I know it's not going to be 100% perfect. It is, you know, installed by hand. Mm -hmm. The guy that's doing it is, he does um, pay attention to detail. Um, so things have been, it, it's pretty good. I think it's expected that there are some things that need to be adjusted. I'd say it's a solid 75%. Yeah. <laughs> Which for what you pay, you're like, that's not great. Yeah. So we've got our garage door installed. We're getting the countertops installed. Next week, we're getting our windows installed starting tomorrow, which I just forgot about. So that's going to be great starting tomorrow. Yeah. You must be like, man, you guys must make a shit ton. No. We no, no. We just have a, a larger... House payment. Yeah, house payment. That's it. So, <laughs> and people are like, oh, wow, well, you're uh, you're going to have a brand new house afterwards. I guess still got things that could go wrong. Yeah, still, still got some things. That but... we're really hoping don't go wrong. But boy, I'm telling you, these um, improvements, I don't know, it just... It feels like a new house almost because mm -hmm. our kitchen looks totally different. And it's also very nice because things have been kind of falling apart, I feel like. Yeah. So it's it's nice to be able to, to fix some stuff. So. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Our lives have been turned upside down pretty much by all this shit going on. Yeah. For the first, for like three or four nights, our kitchen was completely taped off with a tarp. And it was pretty weird pretty crazy yeah and oh my gosh marty our cat our mm -hmm. black cat oh i think he had just a ton of anxiety because he would stay up in a cabinet where we keep our towels and stuff mm -hmm. he stays up we put like a old shirts and stuff on them because he doesn't lay on the towels anyway uh he stayed up there all day and then at night he would just cry and he is not a crier no he, like, when he meows, it's the cutest thing, and we love it. But, like, at 2 in the morning, not, I don't love it. No, no, he, he doesn't do that, which is crazy. And you'd have to, you would have to pull him out of the, you did it at least once or twice. 
pull him out of the cabinet at night because he was just not coming down. Yeah. I was like, I'm sure he's got to go to the bathroom, got to eat. You got to eat. You got to go to the bathroom. You got to drink. Let's get this going. But yeah. So that's what's going on with us. I'm sure you're all very interested in. Update completed. (laughs) So if you've skipped 10 minutes, here we are talking about. Oh, shit. Was it 10? Well, we have to cut some stuff out. We are talking about Throw Mama from the Train. Woo! Directed by Danny DeVito in his first feature directorial debut that he did. He's gone on to do a few. He did Death to Smoochie, if you've seen that movie with Robin Williams and Edward Norton. Mm -mm. It's pretty funny just because of how profane it is. Like, Robin Williams is unleashed in that movie. Oh, wow. I could imagine. I remember seeing it in high school and thinking it was the funniest movie I've seen just because Robin Williams is, like, cursing left and right and... That's that's his his best, you know, like his kids' movies and stuff like that. But when he's unchained is when he's the best. Oh, yeah. It's a weird movie. I don't think it's very good, but I thought it was hilarious. Probably not the best, though. <laughs> if I watched it again, I'd be like, eh, it's not great. Is it like The Room where it's like horrible, but... Funny? No, I just... A lot of people just thought it was bad. But again, because of how profane Robin Williams is in that movie, I thought it was hilarious. Mm. That'd be a good one to watch sometime. Yeah, it's like a kids show and Robin Williams. Oh, maybe I have seen it. Robin Williams is like the host of a kids show and he gets fired because he's like crooked and taking bribes and they they replace him with Edward Norton, who is the smoochie. He's like a rhino kind of Barney type character. Sounds familiar. Yeah. But Danny DeVito is in that. He directed it as well. And And he's looking young and he has a little bit more hair and... Yeah, I mean, if you've watched him on It's Always Sunny, he definitely seems like he's falling apart. Yeah. But I think that's why the kind of how they want the character to seem. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and we've got Billy Crystal and Anne Ramsey. Now, I was looking up the information on this, that Anne Ramsey, who plays Mama, would you believe that she got nominated for an Oscar for this movie? I would. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a comedy, dark comedy, so you wouldn't think that they would nominate comedies very often. It it takes a certain person. Like, I don't think anybody else would have been able to pull off what she did. Yeah. Um, apparently, her voice in this movie was side effects because she had throat cancer and was having operations, oh. which left her talking like that. And she did end up passing away the next year. Oh, my God. Which... In the trivia, it'll say, like, at the end of the movie, Danny DeVito says it takes place a year after the train incident. And Danny DeVito's like, oh, my mom has passed, which Anne Ramsey did actually end up passing in 1998. Oh, my God. That kind of tears me up a little. That's so sad. Yeah. She was great. She was great. She was in the Goonies as the leader of the gang in the Goonies. Yeah. But this is kind of like a take on a Hitchcock movie where it's like a suspense mm. film noir type movie. And Billy Crystal is a writer, struggling writer, trying to write a, a book after his horrific divorce that he feels that his wife, his ex-wife, has stolen his novel. She's a slut. Yeah, yeah. He keeps Every time he sees her on TV, he's like goes off on this long rant about she's a slut and she's a whore. A whore. Well, it's funny we say that because of Danny DeVito in Always Sunny. Uh-huh. He's like... When they talk about his ex-wife, he's like, she's a goddamn whore. (laughs) I also say trash because he's like, when I'm dead, just throw me in the trash. (laughs) I just love the way Danny DeVito talks. Uh, Billy Crystal's wife in this is played by Kate Mulgrew, plays his ex, which you only see her a few times like on TV with Oprah. Yeah. Which the beginning credits of this is Billy Crystal kind of sitting at his typewriter trying to write something and he sees his ex-wife on Oprah and because the credits are like featuring Rob Reiner and Oprah I'm like what is Oprah in this and it's the 80s so I don't think it was like the powerhouse Oprah that she was she may have been on her talk show because people forget she had like a Jerry Springer type talk show for a while oh yeah yeah she's like Satanists who love their dolls you're like please tell me about this you know it People forget. They're like, well, it's Oprah. She's been a billionaire since birth. They're like, well, she used to talk to people who would have sex with inanimate objects. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting. So she was probably pretty cheap to book for this. Uh, probably so. Yeah, I guess. You can't get her these days. Mm-mm. Now she's telling you to read books that are not great or promoting fake science. Oh, geez. I didn't know that. Well, 
she brought Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil to power. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's just a big old scam right there. I know. My favorite Dr. Phil story is Lindsay Lohan. When she was going through all her troubles, she was admitted to a hospital. And Dr. Phil showed up at the hospital to help. And they were like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm going to help her. And like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my gosh. Like, can you imagine the, the narcissism you have to show up at some celebrity's hospital to be like, well, I can fix her. Yeah. Let me just talk to her. My goodness. And then Dr. Oz is a fraud because he's like, well, all this homeopathy, like natural stuff will really help. Mm-mm. I don't know why he sounds like Dr. Phil as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know some of that. Yes. Some of that. I'm sure it can. Yeah. But you also have to take into account science and medicine. You can't just do things naturally all the time. Yeah. Which Dr. Oz ran for office. I forget if it was what what kind, but which part, but it was so funny in his campaign ads. He was like, the prices here where we live are so high. Crudite is $5 or whatever. And his opponent got back at him by being like, crudite like <laughs> here's how we make crudite and he just chopped up some vegetables and stuff because the crudite is like that thing you know it's got like little broccoli and carrots and you dip it in the ranch oh and he played on that being like dr oz is so out of touch we don't call it a crudite <laughs> and he won so dr oz fuck you and he was like dr oz is not somebody to be complaining about prices to the normal people yeah you, you gotta say words that Average people like me can understand. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, fuck you, Dr. Oz. <laughs> fuck you, Dr. Phil. Fake, fake ass science. But the big thing with Billy Crystal is that he can't write anything on this story. It's like me when I was a kid. I got a typewriter. Mm. My parents got me like an electronic one, which I wrote in the notes here, but you could press backspace on it and it would actually take the word out. Oh, which nice. It was, it was pretty neat. I was like, I want to have like an old typewriter and... Um, the one he's typing on now seems like it'd be a huge pain in the ass. Absolutely. It's like the old ones. like The ones that I grew up with. <laughs> the ones that you had? Yeah. Where you had to try to line it up because backspace always wasn't a good thing. Yeah. And then uh, they did come out with like these little cards that you can put in there and you type the same letter and it was like white out. It went right over the same letter and then whited it out, but it didn't always work. Gotcha. That was back when computers were just a whisper on the wind of yeah. coming soon. That was when we were just playing um, Oregon Trail. Well, we had computers. Well, Oregon Trail was on a computer. Yeah. Why would you have had a typewriter then? Well, because... <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I'm going to type up... Your... I just imagine you playing Oregon Trail. Like, you died of dysentery. Oh, damn. Well, it's time for me to write this letter. Move over. <laughs> Like, Shelly, Shelly, you can use the computer. Maybe it was before then. I can't remember. <laughs> like, Shelly, you can uh, you can type on that computer. Or maybe my parents wouldn't let me. Oh, maybe. Something. Technology is the devil. Or we didn't have a printer. Who, who fucking knows? I know. I'm just kidding. It is nice to think that you didn't have to have a printer back then. It was just done. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, the writing an entire book on a typewriter like that seems like it would have been a pain in the ass oh my gosh when i did betty white she hand writes or hand wrote all of her things yeah and i think that's probably why just probably it's a pain in the ass with the typewriter jack kerouac i've got a book of his over here on the road but he wrote an entire if i remember right an entire story on one long sheaf of paper on a typewriter Jesus. like put it in and it finished it all yeah, pretty much. I think they've got it some some museum at the moment. I think it might be on the road, if I remember right. Shit. But I'll just call her Captain Janeway, because that's how I know her the best Star Trek. But his ex-wife, Captain Janeway, they were married and got divorced, and Billy Crystal now claims that she stole the story that he had. Mm. And do you remember what story it was? I didn't write... I don't think I wrote it down, like, what exactly it was that the book she wrote was. She just said it was, like, the story of her life... Right. And he's like, it's the story of my life. I don't know exactly. I don't know that they really went into detail. Yeah, which is kind of funny because they're like, how did you write such a great book your first time? And she's like, well, I'm blissfully divorced and um, my ex was somewhat of a a monster that freed me to write the story of my life. And like I said, Crystal was like, it's the story of my life. My (laughs) life, you slut, you whore. (laughs) Good impression. It's kind of weird to hear an 
kind of weird to hear Billy Crystal be like, you slut, you fucking whore. I'll kill you. But the the joke is, is that Crystal cannot get past the first line of his book. He's like, the night was, and he can't figure out what it was. Yeah. But going back to my, I started it with typewriters, but I would always do that. I'm like, I'm going to write a story. I want to learn how, I want to write. I want to, so I'd be like, the, I would just start writing stuff and it would go nowhere. I'd be like, the man went down the corner of the street and, hmm. <laughs> so it it happens. Now, hey, writing a book has got to be really hard because you have to be in the mindset. Yes. It's almost like crafting, you know, like I can't just sit down and craft something. Mm-hmm. I have to like be in the mindset. I have to get inspiration. Um, sometimes I look at different things, different crafts to get some inspiration. So I bet that's the same with writing. Well, can you imagine? I, w- I tried to write a story one time and I was like, so I'm going to write a story about a CIA agent. I'm like, the man is in New York working on a job for the CIA. I'm like, well, where in New York? Like, what? what's New York like? Mm-hmm. What does the CIA do? How do they operate? Like, what are the standard procedures? Like, what's a restaurant in New York? I'm like, you've got to think of all this shit. <laughs> like, Maybe that's why, you know, I'll just write a 1950s story where you make up like the sci-fi words and stuff like the ship was traveling at a zip-bop rate. Like <laughs> my friend Alex gave me a book like that from the 50s and I'm like, "What are these words?" and he's like, "They're making them up." Zip-bop doop-bop. <laughs> yeah. On a Spiorgen wait. Like <laughs> I don't understand any of these words. See, that's why I couldn't be a writer. I can't think of a fake word. They <laughs> <laughs> have to talk in an accent. If, yeah, if you write a book, because it'd be like short and They stepped out into this coldness of space, and they could see the Devito of the Earth. <laughs> so yeah, he's freaking out. But we do get a cut to now mm. the titular mama with Danny Devito. He's playing Owen. Uh, they never say her name. Her name in the credits is Mama Light. Okay. Yeah, is Owen and Mama. Uh, she keeps screaming for him. She's like, Owen! Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Because um, he is writing a story. What we find out later is that Crystal teaches classes. And I'm like, is this a college? Is this just like a writing course? Because there's a lot of older people in this. It seems like, like an elective type of class. Like if you're interested in writing, you can take it. But what makes me laugh later is that they're all in like a cafeteria. And I'm like, where the hell is this? It's yeah. got to be like a community college, I guess. Yeah, it have to be. Because when I went to Ozark Technical Community College, OTC, there were a lot of elderly people in the classes with me. Yeah. Well, when I went to um, MSU, is it still, is it MSU now? Yeah, I believe so. Anyway. Um, yeah, there was a lot of elderly people there. Yeah, I guess it's not uncommon, but like you don't really see any young people very much in here. Mm. I was like, they're all sitting in the cafeteria together eating lunch. And I'm like, what? what is this supposed to be? Yeah, It's almost like a high school cafeteria. It's weird. But he teaches like a writing course and DeVito is a student in it, and DeVito wants to be a writer. He's writing a letter and his mama is like, it, I don't know if I should do the voice knowing it was from cancer now. Mm. But she's like, you're writing a letter to have me kicking away. <laughs> and she wants a soda, so he gets her like a little... This is what also made me laugh, is she wants a soda, so he gets her like a little teacup. Yeah, thank you. I put that in my notes, too. And he's like, oh, okay, a little teacup of soda, but he pours her a Pepsi, which one of the trivia points on IMDb was that Owen pours his mama Pepsi. Billy Crystal would go on later and star in a Pepsi commercial. Oh. He's like, thank you for that. Okay. Um, But he gets the Pepsi and he sees that there is some lye next to it. So he pours it in the cup. And I imagined that this was like he was just thinking about doing it, not like actually doing it. Who has lye just hanging around? I don't know. Maybe something in the 80s you did more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just had it for this movie because that's what he wanted. That's probably it. (laughs) Bingo. Yes. Um, He gives it to his mama she drinks it and she starts choking to death and then he snaps out of it and she's about to drink it and he smacks it out of her hand yeah like he really did that and then he had second thoughts and smacked it right out of her hand yeah i thought it was just all like in his imagination but no he really gave her the lie Mm -hmm. but she uh she calls him a clumsy poop 
<laughs> you poopy. Yeah, we were watching uh, Ted Lasso season three yesterday. Poopy. Just a bunch of poopy. And she calls it, she says, pick up every piece, lard ass. Yeah. She's so mean to him. She is so mean. And now I don't even want to be talking bad about her because, you know, of what you said. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but she's a bitch, okay? The mom is a bitch, yes. Anne Ramsey seems like the sweetest woman. Oh, yeah, I bet. They, I, I watched an interview before we did this, and they were like, oh, how does it feel to get nominated for an Oscar for this? And she's like, I can't believe it. Like, it's insane. It's Aww. so great. And that's that's got to be great, knowing that you're probably going to pass away and, you know, being at the top. Yeah. Um, you know, that's great. I'm I'm happy for her. Um, we do cut to Billy Crystal's class now, and it's very funny because there's this older woman reading the story as we cut to this scene. And she's like written a, det- a detective story. And they, it just makes me laugh because she just keeps repeating the same words like, they had foiled the case. Bob said, looks like we foiled this case, eh, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff said, we sure foiled it, didn't we now? <laughs> and he's like, they had foiled it themselves with all the power that they put into it. And I'm just like, she just keeps putting foiled into it. <laughs> so this is kind of funny. I think I missed it when we were watching the movie because I was taking notes. But he's about to read DeVito's book because DeVito, like, while mm-hmm. he's talking to the lady, flips his story to the top of the pile. Mm -hmm. Crystal looks at it for a minute and then puts it back and picks the next one up. And it's called uh, 100 Women I Would Like to Pork. Mm -hmm. Which, if you look at his mouth, he says, 100 Women I Would Like to Fuck. Oh. I guess they cut it and changed it. To pork, huh? Yeah, you can see him. He's like, women to fuck. Huh. And it's like, pork. Missed it. I guess this had four fucks in it, and they were like, "Eh, it's going to be rated R if you cut some of these out. So they only got one, which I can't remember where the one is in this movie. Four fucks is too much. Yeah, and I was reading that you apparently can't use fuck to describe sex without getting like an R rating. No, jeez. Yeah, it's weird. It was always funny when you're watching a PG-13 movie to hear fuck because it's like, oh, they can get one. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make it good. Yeah, but this guy's book is just women he wants to pork. Yeah, it's a coffee book. He keeps saying that. It's coffee a coffee table book. Coffee table book. Not coffee book. It's for your coffee. <laughs> it's like Kramer. It's like a coffee table, coffee table book. He makes one that's like a coffee table, if I remember right. <laughs> so, yeah, this is where I was kind of like, where is this? Because there's a bell that rings, and they're like, oh, time to go. Which, there was no bell in college when I went. It was just like, they had to keep an eye on the time and be like, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. Are they in high school? <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like... Did these people get held back? <laughs> Billy Crystal's at a laundromat in the next scene, and De- DeVito has been following him, and he's coming up behind him like he's going to strangle him to death. Yeah. And scary. Yeah, Crystal turns around, and he's just like, you dropped your tie, because he's doing a bunch of laundry. He's asking him, like, oh, come you didn't read my story. What's wrong with it? And Crystal has a pretty funny line where he was like, it was three pages, you had two characters, and the second one of the characters was dead by page two. <laughs> and he's like, it's not a murder mystery. And he's like... Well, one guy in the hat kills the other guy in the hat. Oh, man. That's... And he says it's so cute. Like, he's he's just like a, a little kid. You know, Danny DeVito is playing just kind of like an innocent... Yeah. Type, kind of naive person. I know. He seems like a little child, kind of. And he's playing with a train later in the movie. And I was like, oh, he's like a kid. Yeah. Because... The, the IMDb was like, that's foreshadowing about the train at the end. I'm like, it's in the title! Mama, throw Mama from the train is in the title. Yeah, there's no foreshadowing. Because, it is there. Because Crystal and the girl are like making out on a train. They're looking at like a children's book of a train later. And then yeah, DeVito's playing with the train. Like, it's foreshadowing. I'm like, isn't the poster of like them on a train, I think? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay. Um, We had to put the subtitles on for this because back at DeVito's house, his mom's like, I've got a rice ball in my ear. And we're oh, like, yeah. I put rice ball. I'm like, rice ball? <laughs> but she says wax ball. Get some rice stuck up in that ear. I Yeah. Well, she keeps hitting him, which apparently was for real. She didn't want to do it, but DeVito's like, no, come on, just do it. Aww. And she has her head to the side, and she's, he's got like one of those little baby things that you put up like the baby's nose. Mm-hmm. And he sees this long pair of scissors, and he fantasizes again you think it's real for a second because he puts it through her ear 
and she stands up, and it's like those little arrow through the head things you would yeah, put on. It's like so funny. one side, and it's coming out the other. Uh, she starts screaming, but then it's she's like, "Oh, I got my, I got the wags out myself." And then she, this is kind of like a little creepy because she starts talking about how much she loves him. She's like hugs him. Is like, "Oh, Owen, I love you, Owen." Like, kind of like very abusive. Yeah, it seems like like oh she hates him and hits on him and then like loves on him here and there. I think they had to show why he wanted to throw her from the train. Yes, and if you didn't know that was going to happen, it's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, why is what's he going to do with his mama? <laughs> um, we see Devito riding at night, and this is another kind of funny joke to me. But he is riding with a light underneath the sheets. And you hear him being like, the man in the hat. <laughs> he just keeps writing stories about men in hats. <laughs> and again, another like childlike underneath your blanket yeah. at night. You know how you have a bedtime mm -hmm. and uh, you're staying up past your bedtime. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think mama would hit him if he didn't, if he, she found that he was writing. Under Absolutely. Because she's like, you're writing to, for someone to come and take me away. Yeah. Like, Hell yeah, he is because you you're a batty lady for sure. Well, well, we're back in this high school cafeteria, and this is where we meet Crystal's kind of girlfriend, Beth, the love interest. Yes, and she's angry at him because like he didn't call her or stood her up, and it eventually goes into him yelling in front of everybody. He hates his ex. He wishes she was dead. The slut. Yeah, again, every time he talks to him, he's like, Slut! <laughs> so, you know, maybe just for future references, I know you're probably angry and hurt, but don't go yelling, you know, I wish somebody was dead in public. It just kind of goes to show how butthurt he is about this. Yeah. And all he wants to do. And, like, when he was talking to Beth, he was just bitching and bitching and bitching about his ex. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, why would you want to be with this guy? Because all he does is talk about his ex and how much he hates her. Yeah, get out. I've dated people like that. And it's like, no, I'm I'm really sick about hearing about your ex. It takes two to tango, buddy. Yeah. We cut back to the classroom now and Crystal does start reading uh, DeVito's book. And he opens it up and he picks up the first line. Is like, it's like, it's a very funny cut because he's like, the night was humid, shuts it, and he's like, class is over. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> he's pissed off that he had like a a sentence that he could not figure out. <laughs> it, he says, he goes, class is over, I have enormous headache in my eye. Yeah. I was like, headache in my eye? I'll have to think, remember that one. Is that a migraine? <laughs> Did they not have the word migraine back then? Hmm. Advil migraine works wonders. Yes, it does. Um. So back at Crystal's house, he looks out his window and DeVito is standing outside and kind of creepy. Yeah, he he hides because Billy Crystal ends up leaving and he goes to talk to Beth and they're sitting on a train. Oh, yeah, they're sitting on like this little kid's train. It's foreshadowing. Yes, it is foreshadowing. <laughs> um, they start making out and I'm just like, what about this guy is attractive to you he's like they start kissing he says that he's got writer's block and he even says like i've got writer's block everywhere you know what and he says no yeah when she initiates sex he says no i kind of understand because he's like kids sit on this train and there'll be kids here tomorrow <laughs> but she kept pressuring him yeah which now would be um considered uh Maybe a crime? Yes. I don't... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would be. You know? I mean, I don't know how that works if there's no kids around, but... Yeah, for crying out loud, but... But she pushes it on him. It was the 80s. Pedophiles didn't exist, you know? know? They didn't exist until the internet was invented, right? I just meant, like, sexual assault. I know. Well, oh, yes, about her forcing herself on him. Yeah. I mean, they do start getting it on, so I guess, you know, kind of mutual. Mm. But DeVito is in the back of the train, and he... Let's him know that he's there by eating the chips. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like he's watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crystal has a very good line where he's like, Beth, this is Owen. Owen's a dead man. <laughs> we see Crystal and DeVito like sitting outside a laundromat, maybe the same laundromat, but they're like having a little late night conversation. And he's like, did you like my story? And he's like, no. <laughs> you know, he gives him all the stuff where Crystal's like, 
talking about the the rules of motives and stuff like that and who would commit a murder. He's like, I hate my wife. I wish that she was dead, but I would never kill her because I would get caught and I have a motive and that would get me caught. Yeah, you have to have an alibi too. Yeah, he's like, you have to figure out how do you murder someone and not get caught. Like you eliminate the motive and you create an alibi. Mm. He's like, look, go see an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's all there. He's great. And DeVito's immediately like, you want to come to the movies with me? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> so DeVito goes and watches Strangers on a Train from Alfred Hitchcock. And I guess it's like some little theater maybe doing a retrospective playing this old movie again. But like whenever I would think of this movie, I would think of this scene. Because they do it enough where it just got stuck in my head. Where he has this, It's the famous scene in the movie where the guy's on the train. And he's like, we swap murders. Crisscross. <laughs> Crisscross. Yeah. He's like, each one mur- murders a total stranger. You do mine and I do yours. Crisscross. And it keeps repeating it and DeVito's like figuring it out like, oh, I see what he means. <laughs> it's like, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, well, uh, we cut now to Crystal's house and he and Beth are in bed reading a children's book about a train. I'm a little worried about how sexual she gets around. Like children's kid, objects? Kid things. Yeah. I didn't think about it until now we're saying it out loud, but a kid train, kid book. And she is like, overly excited like moaning and yeah it's a little really weird getting it on it's like beth i can't be with you anymore because you're weird around <laughs> kids yes <You> slut <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try and do a danny or uh i'm gonna try and do a billy crystal joke here where he's like we went to the park and she got so horny when she saw the jungle gym <laughs> i can't be with a woman that gets horny when she sees the monkey bars Yikes. There's another little funny joke here where the phone rings and Crystal just answers it. And he's like, I'm going to buy a gun, Owen, before he even answers who it is. Wow. But DeVito is basically just saying that he's going to be gone for a few days. Yeah. Hint, hint. And he's like, great, Owen. Fantastic. Get the fuck out. We get a quick scene here where Billy Crystal is told by his publisher that he is being dropped. We do find out that he's never really written anything. He's like, oh, you know, you... Basically, his publisher, who's played by Rob Reiner, is like, you fold, you, you know, you put it off, you put it off, you always keep coming up with more excuses not to write. And that's it. And he's like, I'm close to something, I'm writing something now. And he basically is like, we're firing you and we're hiring your wife. Yeah. The slut. That slut. Again, he just goes off. But So basically what DeVito is doing is he has gone to Hawaii to murder the ex-wife. He goes to her house. He is like... She just walks into her house while she's there getting ready because I guess she's going to do some sort of book signing or something, but she's getting ready and he's getting ready to like strangle her from behind and a man walks in and DeVito like jumps behind the couch. Yeah. And talk about weird sex. They start having sex and they both start barking like a dog. Yeah. And it was kind of fake. Well, I mean, they're not really having sex and barking real and real passion, you know, it's like action. (laughs) I mean, their faces were just like in each other's necks. Yeah. Like they weren't even like really kissing. I think they were just kind of, maybe it was awkward. So they're like, just put your face in each other's neck and then just kind of roll around a little. Yeah, (laughs) it was strange. Well, and and she's taking a phone call while they're having sex and this dude won't stop barking. And she's like, shh, shh, shh. I was getting mad at the dude. I'm like, just trying to take a fucking phone call from her agent. Yeah, show some respect and stop barking, okay? Um, it is funny, DeVito does push the phone towards her so she can pick it up. <laughs> and he starts reading like a magazine behind the couch while they're having sex. But We see, do a cut to him making a sandwich and I guess he's just out on the patio and he sees the ex-wife leave the house. So I guess he just was like making food from their fridge. He's making himself at home. Yeah. You know, just like any kind of crazy person would. Yeah, for real. Well, basically they get on a boat, I think, to go to the mainland. DeVito follows her. She goes up to the deck, which I got to tell you, if you want to, if you've never seen Pure Darkness before, mm. it's at night on the top of a ship. Mm-hmm. Shelly and I were on a cruise ship and we went up to the main deck at night and it's like you can't see anything yeah I I mean terrifying yeah it's very scary and her earring slips off and she's trying to reach for it over the railing we see DeVito come up behind her looking like he was going to strangle her again but then he moves his hands like he's about to push her and then it cuts just kind of funny yeah he's yeah. like strangle and oh wait push <laughs> 
And the whole time he like puts gloves on, you know. Yeah. Can't have fingerprints. So this whole time while that's happening, Crystal has like been on a rock near the ocean. And he's been like trying to sort out his book and bitching about life. And he ends Mm -hmm. up, he's drinking and he ends up passing out on the rock, which his back's probably fucked up the next day. Yeah. And the the really bad thing is that he leaves his car lights on. Yeah. Because the next morning he wakes up and tries to start his car and it's dead. It'd be dead. As a doornail. It is completely dead. Yeah. There is a very interesting cut in here because it does show his students in the classroom waiting for him. And it like the camera tracks over like we're still in the classroom, still in the classroom. And then we see Billy Crystal in his house in the bed. Hmm. So it's all like it's all in one room almost. Very interesting kind of shot. That is neat. But he answers the phone in the morning and it is DeVito. He basically is just like, I can't say too much on the phone, but your wife is dead. I murdered her. <laughs> okay, what's not too much? Because that seems too much. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny because he's like, I'm going to keep changing phones so they can't trace the call. And Crystal <laughs> hangs up. And like two seconds later, it's another call. And DeVito is in a completely different location. Like in one, he's in the mountains. And in another, he's on a farm. It's like he keeps changing locations in the span of like seconds. Would you say this is your favorite part? I would think so. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, I remember great. that the most from a kid. I would. This was on Comedy Central a lot as a kid, and that's what I remember. I was because it's like a kid gag you can understand easily. Where I was like, oh, he was on the mountains, and now he's in a farm, and always on a beach, and it's just been seconds. And just, I mean, it, he's directing this movie, and for him to think of that, you know, to put in that comedy is, I don't know, it's really neat. I know. Yeah, DeVito is like, look, I'll be back. Meet me tonight at like 7. And I put in my notes here. I was like, can you get back in the States from Hawaii in a day? Which we do find out in a second. You probably could. Yeah, if if what they're saying is true, I guess, yeah. Because he goes to his next door neighbor in this apartment complex, Lester. Lester is a good guy. He was talking to him earlier when he was trying to write. But Lester is in bed with a flight attendant because he's like, He's like, oh, I couldn't have killed her. I was on a rock. I couldn't have gotten to Hawaii and back. And the lady's like, actually, <laughs> she pulls out like her book. And she's like, you could have caught the 7 a.m. to get back by 9. And uh, she gives all the reasons as to why. And Lester's like, mm, whatever it was you did, you did that shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, she's smart. Yeah. And he borrows Lester's truck. And he's, he's driving it's like, we want to report the death of writer Margaret. It was his ex. And he's like, oh, poor Margaret, poor Margaret. And she's <laughs> like, she's the writer of the best-selling book. And he's like, that bitch, that slut. That slut. Um, he goes to Beth's house where she's doing, like, animal yoga. She's yeah. watching, like, animals on TV. And she's, like, doing yoga poses to it. I It, it doesn't make much sense. It was, it was a little weird. It was only a second. It was kind of like, what? And then it was like, okay. Moving on. Yeah. Well, he's like, Margaret's dead. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Because she's like, I don't want to fucking hear about your ex again. And he's like, she's dead. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, are you the all right? What is dead. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry. She didn't feel anything. And he's like, what? Are you saying she was killed? Oh, my he's God. Like, did her doctor tell you that? And he's like, he's like, no, the man who did it said she didn't feel a thing. And he's like, did you have your wife killed? <laughs> and he's like, no, I didn't tell him to do it. I was just hinting at it. Or he <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Talk about digging your grave. Yeah, and she's like, I can't be with you at this moment. I can't be around you. Please leave. And he's a funny line where he's like, one little murder, and I'm Jack the Ripper. <laughs> and he walks out. I can't believe it. That's crazy. As he leaves, Beth does call his apartment and leaves a message on his voicemail, or in his voicemail messaging machine. And she's like, look, I'm confused. You come in talking about murder and we pan up and we see the police are in his apartment <laughs> listening to it as it's being left. Well, we know what stop we're going to next. Yeah. And later that night, Crystal does pick up Danny DeVito and he's like, you killed my wife. And DeVito's like, no, I didn't. All right. Yes, I did. <laughs> and he's threatening him to be like, I'm going to take you to the police and you're going to confess. And he's like, well, I'll just tell him that you did it. It was your idea. So he's going to fuck him over. Oh, man. This is when he, the innocent DeVito kind of turns a little crooked. Yeah. Um, to scare him, he keeps speeding up and going faster and faster. And he's like, you can tell the police. And he's like, all right, all right I'll tell him everything. And for some reason, this car that Lester has does not have brakes. Yeah. Because he's trying to stop and it won't stop. It steers pretty good. 
Like he, they were going around some cars and really getting some curve action. Yeah, they are like flipping and turning and everything. And he's like, "Wow, well, you're a good driver, Larry." And they go through a tunnel where he's about to run into a truck, but at the mm. last second he swerves because there's like, you know, those emergency cones or whatever that are in the way. But mm. at the last second he swerves out of them. This is the same tunnel, and I recognized it. That's in Back to the Future 2 and Who Framed Roger Rabbit as well. Wow. Kind of a famous tunnel. Okay. They go down a huge, steep cliffside, I guess it is, and they're going through, like, and there's just nothing but, like, le- branches and stuff on the Which is kind of windshield. weird that they're going down, and they never hit a tree. A tree. Yeah, Until, I, well, you know. I don't know, but DeVito's like, this is cool. It's like the Flintstones car wash. That's funny. That's a funny line. And they end up going down and crashing into a tree, finally. Yeah, in someone's yard. Yeah, they go all the way down this cliffside and not hit a tree until they hit one in a yard where it's the only tree around. Kind of bizarre. Mm. But I think it adds to the comedy well, of, of, course. of this movie. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to make sense out of this, but it's just it's yeah. comical. Oh, for sure. Well... We see Lester getting questioned by the police, and he says, you know, he doesn't think that Crystal killed his wife, because he has never really done anything in his life. Yeah, that's kind of sad. So Owen has now taken Crystal to his house to avoid the police. And he's this is where he comes up with it, where he's like, look, I killed your wife, you killed my mama. <laughs> he's like, she's old, just shake her around, she'll have a heart attack. Crisscross. Yeah, he's like, well, just meet her, maybe she'll be someone you want to kill. <laughs> And Mama comes in and he's like, who the hell are you? Yeah, she's like mean. Yeah, and he's like, Mama, this is Cousin Patty. And she's like, you don't have a Cousin Patty. <laughs> and he's like, you lied to me and hits him in the head with a frying pan. Yeah. Which, this was a rubber pan in the trivia. It says if you look close enough, you can see it like move. Oh, wow. But they did like the sound effect later. And apparently they did like 10 takes of this to get it right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hitting him in the head with a rubber pan. Well, it looked pretty good to me. Yeah, it's so quick, you don't really think. Yeah. And this scene kind of comes out of nowhere where it's DeVito shows him his coin collection. Yeah. And it's like we're trying to humanize Danny DeVito a little bit more here. But the change he has hidden is all like change from when he and his dad went and did things together. Yeah, again, kind of kind of childish. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's that's a quarter I got when we went to the circus. But then you're like, oh, that's really sad. At this point, you're like, oh, he killed somebody, though. Right. But also sad. And he's Crystal is like, are they worth anything? And he's like, no. He's like, well, the point of having a coin collection is that they're worth something. Aww. And he's like, well, this one's worth 25 cents. <laughs> it's a quarter. And Mama in the other room starts screaming about breakfast, and Owen's like, that's it, Larry. That's it. I'm going to go. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to strangle her. And mm-hmm. Crystal's like, I'll do it. And, and DeVito talk about like him just collecting stuff. Is like, okay, Larry, here, here's this belt. It's got a belt buckle from Arizona. They made it from the London Bridge. <laughs> just kind of a weird thing. Okay. Uh, we see his his students and Beth getting questioned by the police, and Beth is like, I don't believe he killed his wife like do you believe he hired someone to kill his wife and she's like well he wouldn't tell me if he did <laughs> so it's kind of funny <laughs> um his class is all getting interviewed and they all repeat back that he said in a very public place how he wished his wife was dead yeah you just can't do that you just don't do that um and there is a quick scene with the guy with the the coffee table book where an officer is interviewing him but the other officer is reading the book <laughs> very interesting so back at the house, DeVito is like, look, just go across this ledge here into my mom's room and strangle her to death. Like, use a pillow. So Crystal gets out on this ledge to shimmy across, and he sees a rat. And he's like, ooh, ooh, a, a rat. Ginormous rat. What is it doing out there on the ledge? Yeah, it's it's funny because DeVito comes back, and he sees him coming back to his side of the window. And he's like, Larry, what are you doing out there? And he's like, you just told him to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> But Crystal has a funny line. He's like, I'm selling watchtowers. What do you think? Which is like a religious book. 
And DeVito's like, look, just do this. I'm going to go leave for bowling. And as he leaves for bowling, he puts like a little string in the door, Mm -hmm. which when we watched our neighbor's house for them, I was like, oh, I wonder how many bedrooms. And Shelly's like, don't open their doors because maybe they put like string or something to know that the door was opened. Yeah. I'm like, who would do that? It's a thing. Danny DeVito in this movie would. I'm telling you. It actually happened to me. True story. Really? Somebody did that to me and I, I went snooping. Oh, shit. And I saw it fall and I'm like, shit, where did it? And I tried to put it back as close as I could. Yeah, they knew. They knew? They knew. Damn. I know. It was embarrassing. Well, Crystal is by himself because Owen leaves to go bowling and he goes to talk to Mama and he's like, Mama, your son is a killer. He killed my wife and now he wants me to kill you. And she has her eyes open, but she she starts snoring, and you hear that she is sleeping with her eyes open. Like, oh, she's like our dog Odin. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it is so creepy. <laughs> it is weird to see, finally. You always see it in movies, but I've never heard of it actually happening. But yeah, Odin does it. You're like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Um, Crystal's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. So he <laughs> runs out of the house, and the piece of thread falls but he's like i gotta go back and clean up any evidence so he goes to clean up and he finds a plane ticket to hawaii in his name i think he tried to find he's like i gotta figure out how to pin this on devito yeah well he finds the plane ticket that devito went to hawaii with and it has his name on it (laughs) and he's like oh shit (laughs) yeah i'm like that was kind of smart yeah well the the cops show up to DeVito's house because they've been questioning everybody, you know, from the class. And DeVito is being very, you know, not very helpful here where he's like, can we come in here and talk to you about your teacher, Larry? And he's like, no, 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 not, not, you can't. I'm sorry. My mom, uh, my mom is sick. Yeah, very sick. <laughs> and as DeVito is getting up towards the door, he sees that the piece of thread is you know, on the floor, and he thinks that he is gone, that mm. he thinks Crystal has left. So he's like, well, you know, if it's only going to be a minute, sure. Yeah, and he was like, you want to meet my mom? I'm just like, oh, wow. Oh, cause, so- something about seeing my mom. Yeah, because I guess he thinks she's dead, that they would be like, oh, no, she died of natural causes. Mm. That's kind of smart. Yeah. Police are there, and it's like, I just came back from bowling. Of course she's dead natural causes. <laughs> And there's this whole thing now of he's in the kitchen and he's trying to offer the cops like coffee and he sees Crystal hiding out in the pantry Mm. and he's like, oh shit. And then, you know, he, he keeps offering the cops. He's like, can you go give me some sugar from the pantry? And the cops like walking towards it. And he's like, oh wait, I've got sugar here. He's like, oh, can you get me some more coffee? He's like, oh wait, no, I've got it here. Keeps trying to scare the shit out of Crystal. If I was that cop, I'd be like, okay, listen. This is something weird here. We got to stop this. Yeah. And Mama wakes up and she's like, oh, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, Mama, you're alive. (laughs) He goes, she's old. You have to reassure him. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. She's yelling because she's like, oh, you finally brought them to take me away. And she's like, the only way I'll get out of this house is when I'm dead. So the cops leave and DeVito and Crystal fight and DeVito's like, look, okay, here's this. Every night mama goes to take a bath and she puts her shawl on this hook to this door. He's like, all you got to do is when she does that is push her. He's like, going to take the hinges off the door. So when she puts it on, you just push her down and it'll look like she fell down the stairs to the basement. Mm. And I'm going to go bowling again. (laughs) So there's a funny scene where he's bowling and he imagines the pins to be his mama. I remember that scene from seeing it as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, later that night, mama does go to put her shawl, time for her bath. She puts her shawl on the door and it doesn't work. Yeah, and Billy, or Crystal was trying to stop her. Yeah, he does try to stop her. And, and I think she hits him with a cane. Yeah. And she's fighting him. Like Yeah, it's it's crazy that she lets him stay here. Yeah. But, yeah, she hangs her shawl up on the door. He tries to stop her, and it doesn't work. So he goes over it and touches it, and he immediately falls down the <laughs> stairs. And he, like, passes out. Yeah, I guess I think he hit a steel pipe or something. Yeah, he goes down hard, and 
DeVito comes home from bowling and again he doesn't see that the string is gone so he's like de- upset that his mama is not dead again like damn it and <laughs> he looks and his mama's like she slaps him in the face first and goes your friend is dead <laughs> And he looks and he sees Crystal still at the bottom of the stairs. And he's like, oh, Larry. No, no. She's like, bury him in the yard before it starts to stink. (laughs) It's like, how many people are buried in this yard? Yeah, how many have you killed, lady? So DeVito is all depressed now that he thinks Crystal is dead. So we see him like walk slowly and get something out of a suitcase. And Mama is sleeping on her couch and he goes up to her and it's a trumpet. He blows into her ear like as loud as he can. And she's like doing kind of Jerry Lewis weird eyes, like, <laughs> like, <"Agoy,"> you know. <laughs> and she passes out. Uh, Billy Crystal comes back up the stairs and he's like, Well, Larry, you're alive. Wouldn't you know it? Mama is still alive. She's like, Oh, and I had the craziest dream the dream that Louis Armstrong was trying to kill me. <laughs> Louis Armstrong's a famous trumpet player. Yeah. And oh, actually, this is the time when she hits. Billy Crystal with her, her cane. Yeah, she hits him in the balls. Right in the nuts. And he goes, she's not a woman. She's the Terminator. Uh. Like, oh, that movie just came out. Or recently, a couple years ago, I think. Nice. So the next morning, Crystal is like laying on the floor of the house. And this is where DeVito is playing with his trains on the porch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mama sees on the news that Crystal is a wanted murderer. No. And she's like, oh, I don't want to call the cops. He's a wanted murderer. So Crystal freaks out and runs away. And he's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get on a train to get out. Go to Mexico. Yeah. So in the last 15 to 20 minutes here, we finally see the train. The train. Yeah. You're like, where it says throw mama from the train. Where is this train going to happen? Not just any train. It's been foreshadowed in this movie a few different times. Where is the train? Yeah, I can't believe it. It was a surprise. <laughs> I didn't know that it was coming. <laughs> it was a total surprise. You're like, wait, a train? There's a train in this? Um, it is kind of funny reveal that it's Billy Crystal. He's talking to Danny DeVito and it shows that the mama is there with him. But they start talking about books and stuff like, oh, every book, you know, it's got to have a great line. Like it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And and the mama goes, it was a humid night. And he's like, what? <laughs> she like quotes a book and he's like, it was the, the night was humid. And he's like, <gasps> you son of a bitch. Yeah, she gets up to leave and she's like, I need to find somebody for this murderer. And he's like. I'm going to go kill her now, Owen. He's like so pissed off that she said the night was humid. I, I think he says, I'm going to kill the bitch. Yeah. I'm going to kill the slut. Anyway, and I'm like, wow, okay. I'm going to kill the slut, Owen. Oh, she says the night was sultry. The night was sultry. He's like, huh. What? <laughs> That's amazing. That's an amazing line. I hate you. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going to kill the bitch, Owen. Do you want anything? And he's like, get me a chunky. <laughs> Which, what is it? Chunky? A candy bar? Or like nuts and chocolate? Oh, yeah. Chunky. It is a candy bar. Oh, I'll be damned. Chunky. I guess maybe they don't make those anymore. I don't know. Hmm. Are they just not that good? So, there's a little bit of a chase. You know, Mama, he's like, oh, Mama! And she's running. She's like, you! Are you gonna kill me? Yeah. <laughs> There's people around. Yeah, they go through like this bingo being played on the train, led by a priest and a nun. (laughs) They're like, oh, B4. And, you know, she runs away and eventually she comes to the end of the train. She opens the door and sees like the tracks behind them. Ah. She's like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) She starts yelling. (laughs) I guess DeVito has a change of heart here because he's running after him like, don't kill my mama. Yeah, I mean, come on. You can't be wishy-washy like that. Yeah, stick to one or the other. Uh, Mama falls, and Crystal grabs her. He's, like, trying to pull her up, and Crystal's like, You tried to kill my mama, Larry? And he's like, I'm trying to save her, you idiot! (laughs) You dumbass. Uh, She's upside down, and they're holding her, which I read on the trivia she did her own stunt, which I don't know exactly how this worked. Hmm. How they would have done this. But, yeah, she's upside down, and they're holding her. She'd have to be in a harness or something. Probably so. And then... 
Like, there's, like, a sign coming along the side of the train that if they don't get her up, her head's probably going to get taken off. Ooh, it'll be like that um, hereditary. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. By the way, if people, if you haven't seen Hereditary, and the people that have know exactly what we're talking about, but that scene, some people were kind of laughing, or people were kind of reacting to it a little bit, mm. and then when that scene happened, like, the entire air got sucked out of the theater. Yes. It's like, like dead silence. Oddly, to me, that may have been the only like shocking kind of good part of the movie. Yeah, you got Shelly and her friend Shelly. Yeah, her other friend Shelly um, did not like it. I thought it was pretty good. I know it was so weird. We were like, eh. and Scott's like, "Oh my god, it was so good." Well, the two women in front of us, if you remember, didn't like it either. Yeah, they were like, uh, "Do you guys like that?" It's a mix. We should do that sometime. Even though I don't know if I want to watch it again. Yeah. Well, they get Mama back up, and, you know, uh, Crystal stands back up, and Mama hits him, and he falls off the train. Uh, it is funny, because as soon as Crystal falls off the train, DeVito is like, bye, Larry. Yeah. Like a little kid, again. See you later. So, in the next scene, Crystal is in the hospital, and he sees on TV that his wife is still alive. What? She was picked up by, like, an ocean trawler at night, a fishing boat, and... You see, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy that you, you got picked up and that you're alive. And she's like, it was so harrowing. It was so crazy. I've sold the rights to my story for $1.5 million. <laughs> and she's, and there's just like this old fishing guy standing next to her. And she's like, we are, uh, we are getting married for saving me. Wow. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And this guy, he, he's like, I could care less, really. He's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like. And Crystal is bitching at the TV. He was like, oh, it never pushed her. She fell. <laughs> he's like, that's such bullshit. I can't believe she's still alive. And his roommate's some old guy. And he's like, I'm getting out of here, man. I'm tired of listening to you uh, bitch about your wife. Yeah. We all are. Trust me. And we see now like this kind of fever dream of Crystal walking into a hotel where his wife's staying. She's like at some big premiere or something mm. and he strangles her to death. Oh my God. And he wakes up out of a dream like, Oh my God. Cause he's in the hospital. He's still in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. And he starts writing. He, so he wakes up out of this dream and he just starts, he gets a pen and paper from the stand and starts writing like crazy. It's like everything that has happened is so crazy. I need to put it in a book. Which, I was thinking about this. He writes a book of everything that happened. Now, wouldn't that implicate them in attempted murder? But it's a fiction book. I guess. I, no. I mean, hopefully he changes the names. <laughs> <laughs> the name, the story is true. The names have been changed for privacy. For anonymity purposes. Anonymity. It's like Larry... Barry... Um, it, we cut now to like a year later. He's finishing up the book on his typewriter. He's got a whole stack of pages next to him. We see that the man's coffee table book has been published. Nice. hundred women like to f pork. Mm-hmm. Fork? Yeah. And he gets a call and it's DeVito. And he's like, oh, and, and we see that DeVito is standing downstairs and he comes up to say hello. And he was like, how's mama? And he's like, oh, she's dead. And he's like, uh natural causes Aww. he's like yes yeah natural causes yeah um he's like oh i've been writing larry he's like i'm actually going to new york from the release of my new book and he's like you wrote a book that's crazy that's awesome and he's like yeah it's about you me and mama and what happened and to be in crystal's immediately like what and say what you're writing a book about what happened with me you and mama is the same thing that i just wrote that i'm about done with yeah, he he calls Owen a slut here too. He's like, "You slut, you you piece of shit, you wrote the book." He starts choking him. Yeah. And Devito shows him the book, and it's a children's book. Yeah, it was so cute. It's like me, Owen, and my friend Larry. I think is what it's called. Yeah, but it's a children's pop up book, and he's like, "Well, writing a children's book about killing your mom is pretty dark." And he's like, "No, no, no, it's all you, me, and Mama." He's like, at the end, we go to the park. He's like, it's about what we should have had done. And mm. he's like, oh, and you wrote a pop-up book. We now cut. The book has been released of Crystals, and it's like a huge smash success. Yeah. And 
there's some line at the end where he writes at the end of his book, he says like halfway between love and insanity. That's where you'll find hope. I think is how he ends it. And Beth is like, Oh, I love that line. And DeVito walks up. He's been snorkeling. They're on a beach somewhere. And he's like, I don't really understand what that means. Halfway between insanity and love, you'll find hope. And she's like, well, you know, it's, it's true. I, now that I think about it, I don't know. And he's like, you're going to listen to Owen. (laughs) And he starts making fun of how short he is and stuff like that. Yeah. And Crystal goes off on a, you know what he does. And he just starts bitching. Yeah, he's like, you're going to listen to this man? He gets mistaken for a buoy if he goes out too far in the water. And he's like, oh, he's like a weeble that can float. Man. I was writing all these notes down because I was just like, damn, he's just roasting him. I'm sure DeVito's like, yeah, don't make jokes about me being short and fat. Because he's like, the last line of the movie is he goes, "Um, keep going further out, Owen. Maybe somebody will harpoon you. True Billy Crystal fashion. Yeah, he's going a mile a minute. So that was Throw Mama from the Train. That was it. Yeah. Can you believe there was a train in it? The foreshadowing. My God. crazy. So great. Yeah, that was Throw Mama from the Train. I don't think we talked about why we picked it. Shelly, you were listening to a podcast that mentioned it. Yeah, it was actually um, like a true crime. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they mentioned Throw Mama from the Train, the movie, but it kind of popped in my head and I'm like, oh, we should do that. So I text you because we were both working at the time. Yeah. Um, so even though we're like across the room from each other, you know, just text you. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, hey, we'll do that next. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Why not? I, I've picked a lot of movies this year. You I, sure have. I'm I feel glad. Like I'm on top. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, that's because I, when we started, I was like, man, I'm picking all the movies. I don't feel like you have a hand in this. We'll just flip flop every year. Okay. Sounds good. Well, well, that was it. We don't have any comments, do we? No, no comments. So if uh, you're, you want to shout out, um, just comment on any of our social media. Mm-hmm. Say hello. It doesn't matter. You don't have to comment on the last one that we did. You can comment on any of them. Yeah. If you want to just send us an email, you can at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. Um, but I will tell you, we don't get any emails, so I don't really look at that very closely. <laughs> sure. I wonder if we have you checked it recently? No. I wonder if we have like a million. So you may want to DM us on whatever social media. Yeah, that'd probably be easier. That I'll be able to see because it'll give me a little message. Yeah, well, well, great. So surprisingly you just told me the next time we release an episode after this will we'll be at the beginning of december god damn can you believe it it's crazy we're getting to the end of the year yeah and so we're gonna start the christmas season off by doing santa claus the movie oh yeah it's got the big lebowski as santa claus and john lithgow as an evil businessman if i remember right we're trying to replace santa claus mm. so it's a pretty wild ride i had that as a kid and i watched it a lot and somehow don't remember it very much. But that is what we will be doing next time. All right. Bye-bye.